Welcome to Game Theory and Money. Cynthia, I've decided to do something different today. Normally, we uh, we grab ass a little bit. I list your credentials, and I assume people may just fast-forward through it. So we're getting right into it. What's your quick pick? Quick pick. Oh, you like that, people, huh? You just wow. fast-forwarded 30 seconds. Not happening. Quick pick. I love it. All right. So I think the Patriots are going to have a very, very convincing win. Like, I think, you know. It's a big number already. Double Nine and big. a half. That's a big number. And I think we go even bigger than that. So there you go. That's no faith in the Jets, huh? It's not about that. Again, the Patriots continue to kick the Jets around. It's it's less about like no faith in the Jets as it is about increased health in the in the Pats. We'll get into that a little yeah. bit later. But I think it's a get right game for I the Pats. A lot, of, a lot of people. I actually had someone at dinner accost me. Not I shouldn't say accost. My friend Steve uh, <laughs> came up to me while I was at Taco Tuesday with my family and said, uh, "Hey man, what do you think? I give up Diggs. I get Gronk. I'm the number one team in the league." I need a tight end. I got depth. And I said, man, I just don't know if I trust it. Don't know if I trust it. That's a lot of injuries. All right, we go uh, from that to the introduction. Game Theory and Money Week 12. Big thank you for all of you who are listening, downloading, streaming. Uh, if you don't know, Cynthia, 10,000 simulations on every single game because she is a predictive analyst and one of the damn best at it. Last week, eh, not so good. Six <laughs> and seven against the spread, but these things happen, right? Uh, on the year, and this is important, you are making up ground in your confidence picks, Cynthia. Yes. They are uh, coming alive, two <laughs> and one on your confidence picks <laughs> last week. And I do believe in all of the pushbacks I gave you last week um i think i was about 50 50 if i remember right okay so let's go to uh freelance favorites right away we got uh patriots at jets you already gave us the quick pick there you like them the number is nine and a half you like them by more than that and uh, looks like your simulation has that in quite a few of your uh, run-throughs yep i have the patriots winning in 78.2 percent of the sims and the most likely score being 29 to 18 so that's 11 which is more than nine considerably more i would say (laughs) and you're just just as someone who is now able to interpret your simulations an extra point and a half is pretty big number huge I know you're like a the huge. simulation. Huge. It's huge. Okay, so when I went through, actually, I wrote an article on NFL.com. You can go read it. It's NFL.com slash Freeland. It's about like four things for the playoff teams, the four playoff teams that have. Freeland's four things. You know, I can get behind that because it's alliteration. So there's <laughs> four teams that are pretty much a lock to make the playoffs. So the Patriots and the Chiefs from the AFC and then the Saints and, of course, the Rams from the NFC. But I looked for one key thing for each team. Okay. And this one actually factors into to the Jets too because this is not the most exciting game on our slate necessarily um, And but look let's talk about this injury report most specifically left tackle Lent Brown Lent Trent Lent Brown it's early we're doing this early <laughs> on Wednesday early. before Thanksgiving I love it Trent Brown the left good old tackle. Lent Brown good old Lent Brown and Jack Mason the right guard so the, in the loss to Tennessee both of these guys were out as were two tight ends so Jacob Hollister in addition to the one Gronk that you talked about and Dwayne Allen got hurt in it and Julian Edelman got hurt but I really want to talk about the tight ends on the O-line please O-line depth is going to be the key for the Patriots in general so when you see the way that they use 12s which is two tight end sets whenever they they're using the the tight ends to create a different offensive look so that they're that they're keeping Tom Brady out from pressure so you don't see what happened happened with the Titans and by the way once they got down considerably then they just didn't show us anything in the second half so again Patriots had a bye last week so I'm you know hearkening back one more week before that and that's what you saw so you saw absolutely nothing of use in the second half and a lot of injuries and O-line depth is the, the thing to watch going forward. It is uh, pretty hard to push back on anything considering where the Jets are right now and you assume the Patriots going to bounce back after a disappointing week plus they're coming off a bye 
guy, all that sort of stuff. And uh, James White's the guy. If you want, if you want to trade for someone in fantasy, that's a great kind of you could maybe get for uh, for a steal. It's James White. What do you think of that deal, by the way? Because uh, they get at Seattle, Miami, at Detroit. I told him not to do it. I'm like, I'm not trading Diggs for for Gronk. Uh, I suggested he go after George Kittle instead, just to make this so specific that nobody listening even cares. But you know, uh, what? I would go Kittle over Gronk for sure. Right. I would even probably. Consider... And he doesn't have to give up digs to get him any. Yeah. anyway. Yeah. No. 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 All right. So I made the right move. You did. All right. So quick pick out of the way. The first game out of the way. Another Freeland favorite. Dolphins. By the way, that's a lot of points. So it's it is over a magic number of forty-six. If that's the magic number you think about. So how about this? You got Dolphins at Colts. We got Ryan Tannehill back there taking snaps once again. Oh joy. I saw our dear friend Henry Hodgson Hank, the famous Hank from the Dave Damashek football program and uh, one of the main men when it comes to the international series here at NFL Network and NFL.com. He wrote something, I think, to the tune of that uh, he was emotionally vacant after watching the Monday night football game between Pat Mahomes and Jared Goff and then reading that same night that Ryan Tannehill would be making a return as a Dolphins fan. Last um, Dolphins touchdown, October 25th. Bye. Danny Amendola was the thrower Which you of predicted, said touchdown. By the way, I, I would like to point out you uh, <laughs> you predicted that the touchdown might be thrown by one of their wide receivers on a fantasy show. So Dolphins and Colts, big number. Colts favored by ten, but man, they are playing some really good football right now. You remember what segment this is in? Freeland's favorites. Yes. Yeah. So I got Colts thirty-one twenty. That's. One more. That's that's 11. Turns out they're turning it up to 11. Turns out. Here's the two reasons. Colts on third down, 52.2%. That's first in the NFL. You know my model loves third down. And why are they so good on first down? It's their O-line. No sacks given up in one, two, three, four, five games. Okay. Turns out, as we've said before, Andrew Luck, better thrower, went upright. As opposed to on the ground. It is really, I mean, it's remarkable what what Chris Ballard has done with that team this quickly. It was... It was, bar none, hands down, the worst offensive line and defensive so line in football. So are you saying Nelson was maybe worth that high pick? Well, I just think, <laughs> I mean, and, and look, you're not going to remake an offensive line with an interior lineman. I mean, th- the thing he did as a whole, that unit, you could argue, is the best in the NFL right now. I mean, I think Andrew Luck has the fewest sacks, I, yep. I believe. And uh, as right. you mentioned, you want to talk about someone that can pick you apart if he's kept upright. Marlon Mack has become an extremely effective runner. They're using tight ends. We mentioned this last week, like he did at uh, Stanford, and now T.Y. Hilton's emerging. Yep. Um, the only thing, the only thing in this one on the other side, I actually have Frank Gore rated higher than Kenyon Drake. I don't know if you're a fantasy listener, that might be interesting. It's not because it's a revenge game, although it is a revenge game, which is kind of funny. But like Frank Gore could have revenge against anyone, a lot of different teams. So I think, I think that, yeah, right. I think that it's the, I think it's just ultimately uh, Adam Gase is going to need to get a little bit on early down going to keep Ryan Tannehill or Brock Osweiler out of trouble on third down. The the Colts, Darius Leonard, that guy can tackle. These are you need to put in your your heavy hitter so you don't get anyone that's light in the ass, you know. I know. It makes a return. Light in the ass makes a return. <laughs> Two weeks in a row. It's I'm just looking at the Colts schedule moving forward because I'm with yep. you. I think they win this easy at home. You know what? Uh, spoiler alert. Guess who we have playoff predictions coming up. All right, then we'll leave it. Yep. I'll leave it. I'll yep. leave it be. We yep. can do that. No, no, we're uh, good. We can do that in a little bit. I'm with you. I, I think the Colts are one of the best looking teams now that they have won four in a row uh, after losing four in a row um, in the NFL. So five, or I should say in the AFC, which is by the way, who wants the wild card? Who wants that second wild card? <laughs> Raise your hand. And, I mean, I, I'm leaning toward the Colts at this point. I'm. My model. If they don't win the the I division, because like they still the get to play Houston, as a matter of fact, you've been around the model a little a little long. So as to become the model, as it reads, 
um, as it reads, it looks like you only have two favorites, that you're only rolling with two favorites this week, that everything else you're taking points. Listen, we're doing this pod a bit early. Again, please I know. follow me on Twitter to see if something changes. There's actually even one change in the Thursday game because Mitchell Trubisky may or may not play. Right. So please follow. Hard me to project that one, super, by the way, if you don't super know. Super hard to playing. project that. And also on Sunday, we've got a, we've got a number of things that are still up in the air. So this is a very early projection without any Wednesday injury report. Without any of that, these are some key injury reports. So again, follow, 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 follow. Make sure I'll update you. All right, let's get to the dogs. Seahawks at Panthers. Seahawks get that big win against Aaron Rodgers and the Packers at home. They are 5-5. Five and five. The Panthers, oh, a God. big letdown. What uh, was that throw? Right? It was just uh, the Detroit Lions get I them at home. I liked the idea of going, to, going for two, though. Sure. I, I mean, just, you're on the road. And they had the, they had the play. Yep. It yep. just was a errant throw. There you go. That's, a, that's, that's the way to euphemize it there. Errant throw, Cam <laughs> Newton. All right, what do you got? So you have the Panthers are favored by three and a half. Yep. And you like the like Panthers the, by just what? Two. Okay. I So I have the Panthers winning in 67.7% of the Sims. The most likely score for me, 26 to 24. The biggest reason in this one, actually, it's it's kind of interesting when, when I went through, I went spent a lot of time on this one just because we're seeing all these different. It's a like, big one. How they're using play? They're, exactly. I mean, if if Seattle wins, they're six and five. Yep. Carolina six and five. Seattle yep. owns the tiebreaker for the wild card spot. So yeah, huge. Yeah. So when you look through things like I don't know, play action, and you look through how they use the read option. And by the way, the read option is like that's when I close my eyes. Cam Newton is the read option. Well, he's the rushing version of the read option, right? So it's it's an interesting it's an interesting matchup when it comes to quarterback type because sometimes people say Russell and Cam are similar and I actually think that Russell Wilson's more like Aaron Rodgers which is an interesting different comparable but ultimately for me in this one it came down to the fact that the defense for the Panthers wait a minute say that again now on the read option what the read option they're the two teams you said they're the two teams that use it the most so the Seahawks and Panthers use the read option on the highest percentage of run plays that's crazy I mean yeah because I mean the read option the quarterback has the option to either keep and run or hand the ball off and Russell Wilson's not running this year no so if they're running so the read option it, all right, so uh, it, I got the numbers here for you he keeps it on eight percent eight point three percent well there you go and cam 31 right which so, sounds like more right. like a legitimate readout but that's funny that, that that's the way they would describe it if Russell's not ever keeping it um, but yeah. I guess just the threat of him well you're trying to you're trying to diagnose the defense right so sure. when you have that o-line like but that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, the defensive end crashes, and here comes, you know, it, that's that's the mesh. You either yeah. decide to hand it off based on your read of the defensive end. But I'm just thinking because I know Russell's rushing at a historic low. Uh, yeah. We've addressed that before. So that's just weird that that's, that's the play that they're – anyway. Right, right. Well, then you go into play action. So pro, pro football focus right. is out on this one. So Wilson has the biggest increase in passer rating and yards per attempt this season when he uses play action. And Newton has the third largest increase in passer rating using the, the, using the same play action. Okay. So not the same, but the, using play Understand. action. Right, and then Carolina allows the third highest completion percentage on play action this season. So that's going to advantage Russell Wilson in this one. So there's some really interesting matchups, and it really boiled down to, at the end of the day, the Panthers' offense. So the reason that the Panthers come out on top, 
Cam Newton's starting to have more diversity. DJ Moore is like a thing now, right? You yeah. Know, so you've got three options. You got Funches. You got Moore. You've got Greg. Curtis Samuel last week. Curtis Samuel. And by the way, there's this guy Christian McCaffrey, and he's pretty pretty good with that. So Turns out there's too many options for Cam in this one. And I think Russell Wilson. Look, they're running for their lives, and the Carolina run defense is has the ability to stop kind of what the the Seahawks are throwing at them. All right. Steelers at Broncos. Steelers favored by just a field goal at mile high. And uh, you have? I have the Steelers closer than expected. 26-24 is the most likely score, and they come out with the win in 55.7% of the simulations. Hmm. Just saw Denver, and, you know, I hate hate saying it. Yeah, I know. I hate saying it. But man, the the, the Chargers should have won that game by absolutely three touchdowns. They well, just obviously. they 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 played a terrible game. Um, that said, you know Case Keenum, he he was great on those final couple drives. He made you know passes that need to be made to move sticks to to keep the ball and the drive alive with no timeouts um, and just carved up a defense that had held everybody in check on their final drives. But man, I just. Mm, I, I, you get the set. It's hard to figure out what the Steelers are, right? Because Big Ben goes on the road and he forgets how to play quarterback. It's the craziest thing. I've never seen anything like it. Huge third down splits and wins versus losses. Right. Like, horribly different. Like, if they can third down for them, it's – I've been looking at the difference between when you win and when you lose. Another team has a, a really huge difference in that, too, we'll bring up later. But ultimately, it's, it's third down in these losses. And the – Broncos defense could potentially it look the Steelers O line figures to be it's very it's been good. great one of the best it's going up against the best pass rush in the NFL. Yep. So ultimately for me this one comes down to third down and the Steelers get the the win in this and I'm uh, putting the asterisks here on this one. I think Antonio Brown still has a big day. And I like and and I like that that you have the Steelers winning but not by a big number because that's really been the Broncos this whole season, right? Yeah, they they exactly. should have beat. The Rams had had Case Keenum connected with Demarius Thomas. He was wide open. They had the score. They should have beat the Chiefs one of those two times. Same situation, missed pass by Case Keenum, and they were able to hang in tight enough because of that pass rush because the Chargers were jittery the whole freaking game because you're staring at Bradley Chubb and Von Miller and Phillip Rivers threw two interceptions for the first time this season. Um, So, yeah, like I like – I, I agree. I hope that makes you happy, whoa, Cynthia. Whoa, I like your, whoa, uh, I'm going to have to ice skate home. Yeah, right? <laughs> I like your analysis there. Uh, tight game, tight but game. Steelers do appear to be the better team. Anything else? I, no. Okay. I think we're good. Packers-Vikings, Sunday night football, and you're going to have a deep dive into this one on game day morning. Yeah. On Sunday. on Sunday. You get so much game day morning this week. We get it tomorrow. We got it Sunday. It's all the game day yeah, mornings. Well. Every morning's game day. You're the big time, Cynthia. Oh, they put huge. you on the uh, yeah, they put you huge. on the tent pole shows, and that's what you're on game day. So whole minutes. Let's go good. Sunday night football. Basically, elimination game for the Packers if they haven't already had one. They're zero and five on the road. I don't know about that. Not so fast. They've got four easy ones left, or four of their next five. They're heavy favorites in. So it's all about that. We'll, we'll, well I guess that that's true. I guess nine, six, and one, if they lose this, could still get you into it a could, wild card spot. It's, it's, this, is a, this is a really key game. So in this one, the Vikings are favored by three and a half. It is in Minnesota. I have the Vikings winning in 53.1% of the Sims. The score right now, 24-23. That means Vikings win by one. But this you're, one taking out, the, you're taking the points. I'm taking the points. Here's the other thing. I want you to watch the injury report on this one for sure. Is Sendejo playing? Is Anthony Barr playing? Check out the middle of the Vikings defense. If they're if 
they're out, then that's going to be a really interesting, different matchup, and that could be something where Aaron Rodgers could diagnose that a lot better without those key pieces. But on the other side, you're missing Mike Daniels for the Packers. Now, we saw this, you know, Fackrell have a bunch of sacks and a great pressures last game, but Mike Daniels, 76, he's kind of like the – he's like their Aaron Donald-like – you know, position on that team. So other people get better with his presence. Without him, those pressures on Kirk Cousins, which is the way that you beat Kirk Cousins, you pressure him. We saw that. By the way, why didn't they? What was it with the? Why did they insist on huddling? Like you know what? We're gonna let's just try to lose here. Let's just try to lose. Last I didn't game. notice that. The Vikings, no huddle. No time management. Hey guys, you know how Block we? Management. You know how we stop the this crazy pass rush? Let's go a little no huddle. Right. It's just good tempo. But nope. Akeem Hicks was on a mission. Boy, did I pick that one wrong. Yeah. Thought no, they were we going to destroy the Bears. And, yeah. Uh, by the way, I'd like to point out it wasn't that Mitch Trubisky carved him up. That's what I got a lot no. of on uh, Twitter. No, it was the defense. The defense just wrecked her cousin. 100%. The defense was great. So, Clearly. So here's, here's what I'm going to tell you. If the if the Packers' defense, so if so no Mike Daniels, we know that for sure. So that could be, again, we got to watch that Vikings injury report. If the defense is there, then it's going to swing it more in favor of Aaron Rodgers. I do think, so you see Aaron Rodgers this season, only 36.2 completion percentage when he's under pressure this season. That's low. It's low for him, but it's also low lowest in the NFL for the 32 qualifying quarterbacks in this metric. So that's that's an interesting problem, but if you're going to you're going to see their O-line is actually pretty good. So, but if the center of that defense is missing, he could use those short passes to evade that pressure. Evade, escape. Uh, yeah, I think it works. Okay, whatever. You're works. the word person here. Yeah, nah, it works for me. That this is this is. Do you believe in Aaron Rodgers? Because clearly the play calling hasn't been there, and the fact that they have an emerging Aaron Jones to balance out that offense yep. keeps it honest. Um, but I think your your spot again. Uh oh. You too much today. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Th- I think this. You're you're right. This is one. Follow you on Twitter. Uh, health is going to play health. a big part. Huge. In oh, it's how Sunday this one night. Turns we, out. It's very late. So and Sunday this, by the way, a huge game. For the Vikings, after this, they have to go to New England, go to Seattle. Uh, they still have Chicago at home to close out. So, th- you know, if you got a Bear team that is already at seven wins, uh, and you look at their path to ten at Detroit for Thanksgiving, at the Giants, they still have at San Francisco out there. Minnesota's got to win this game because yep. you know it's going to be a struggle on the road against the Patriots and, and the Seahawks. And the one thing about so Dalvin Cook, we thought he would get going. I thought he would get be able to get going. They would use him creatively. I think they're going to have to change the way they're using him because Minnesota's O-line has been so porous and so, I'm going to say it, crappy that okay. they need to change the way they're, where they're running with Dalvin Cook in order. Mike Daniels is also really good at stopping the run, so D- Dalvin Cook look, could look better in this game, could be a big factor. They need to minimize those turnovers. And they I'd point need out, need to. you know, don't have too much recency bias. The Bears' no. defense is that good. The, the Bears, Bears it's just is really plain and good. simple, it is that freaking good. So, yes. you know, the, the Vikings. Vic Fangio, got them going. There you go. <laughs> well, or, or less than Vic Fangio, Khalil Mack. <laughs> Tur- turns out you put the best pass rusher in the league on your team. And oh, and when it's healthy, things are different? Oh, yeah. got it. A okay. little bit a little bit different. All right, Titans at Texans. Texans favored by six. And hard to know, again, follow the Titans injury report and figure Please. out what's going on with Marcus Mariota. I have um, him factored as in. At this point. And I think that sounds right. right. It, it, it seems like that's that's the likely case, but who knows what happened Poor to the Titans Dean when they went Pease. to Indianapolis. I hope Dean Pease is okay. Yeah, I that like was a medical scary. emergency. I don't like anything to do no. with that. You're, uh, I think he's fine. He stayed the extra so. day for uh, valuation in Indianapolis, made his way back to Tennessee. So, uh, 
Oh, the missus came up to make sure he was okay. So, oh. uh, yes, get better, Dean. Um, all right, so Titans and Texans. You have – Texans winning in 62.3. But – Most likely score, 24-20. Okay, so how'd you get to that? Then that. So – there's a couple. There's a couple things. Obviously, the Mariota, the Mariota situation is one to monitor here, but he still has the fewest passing yards per game and the second fewest touchdowns in the NFL among the 32 qualified quarterbacks. So sounds right. It, it's unfortunate in this situation because that Texans defense. But there, you know, there's a lot of similarities. Vrabel comes from the Texans. They know each other. Familiarity. It's the same kind of coaching tree. All of these people know each other. They're, they're all. Bill O'Brien, Mike Vrabel, they all, I mean, he played for him, he worked for him. They, they know each other very well. So the defensive fronts are going to have really nice tricks. And I don't think, I think Deshaun Watson's going to, I think there's going to be a, a, a good amount of sacks in this game. But I think ultimately at the end of the day, Deshaun Watson's scrambling ability and his ability to kind of get out of the pressure puts them on top. So a more little, so than Marcus Mariota's so scrambling than, ability. As he has shown a reluctance to use his legs repeatedly this well, season, and when shoulders. he has, he's banged up at right. least. He doesn't right? like getting hit, Stinger, and I get it. You stingers know? are hurt. I mean, it doesn't sound like it. You know, Mariota prefers to stay in the pocket, pick you apart with the pass. He's not good at that. You are you are phenomenal when you get outside and you use your legs because you're the fastest damn quarterback in the league. But yep. he doesn't like getting hit. I get it. So that's. Kind of what it comes down to with the Titans. If Mariota's willing to use those legs and take off, they are a dangerous team uh, because the defense is solid, as you said. I know you wouldn't know it based on what you saw last week, but Andrew Luck's been that special. Uh, so with a guy who's banged up and, and, also, and is already once you get, reluctant once you to run. Once you get down really like you get down like that, like you kind of can't look at it the same way. So and and they we said it before with the Titans. Say it again. When they lost Delaney Walker, they lost so much of their offense. Uh, I mean that that is it's hard to believe that 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 guy could have that big of an impact, but he does. And I'm with you. I, I don't I don't know why this would be the team that knocks Houston off this streak of seven straight wins and with that defense and a hobbled. Marcus Mariota. Okay. Um, we would like to remind you before we continue, uh, as we are here in Southern California, and I know in our news cycle you move on so regularly, but the California wildfires are still raging. Uh, even though our first responders have managed to contain those blazes, uh, they are still uh, – it's going to go down, sadly, as uh, a historic pair of wildfires, the campfire up in Northern California and the Wolsey Fire here in Southern California. If you could – we uh, ask you to help out. You can donate and help people affected by the wildfires by visiting redcross.org, or you can just text CA Wildfires to 90999, and that automatically donates $10 to the American Red Cross of California and their wildfire relief. And they will need every cent of that desperately because you're talking about so many homes that were lost, so many people that are displaced uh, and lost everything. So if you can do it, we certainly would appreciate that. Let's go to Thanksgiving Day game. Bears at Lions. Bears favored by four, but as you mentioned, don't know what's happening with Mitch Trubisky and that shoulder. Right. So I factored in 70% Mitch Trubisky in this one. So that means he's it's not it, it's 30% Chase Daniel, 70% Mitch Trubisky for the number of snaps that I've modeled in this. And the Bears went in 63% of the simulations. Right now, the most likely score 25-22. As soon as we hear more, this will probably shift. But 25-22 is where we're at right here at the time of taping it. And you know what? You really nailed it before when you talked about the Bears defense just being that good, right? Number one rushing defense. Yeah. 19.5 points per game. That's number four. Takeaways first. Points off turnovers first. Opponent touchdown interception ratio. Guess what? 
also first. So there's a lot of there's a lot of good things. And I will say there are some not so great teams that are factored into this. So I'm not saying that. That's why we, you know, it's why I got on my soapbox and started screaming about the exactly. Vikings last week because of what they had done uh, the previous three weeks against less than, I would, I don't want to say not viable opponents, but less than elite opponents. Right. So. And they did it last week against the Vikings. And and they did. The, and the Vikings O-line is nothing to write no. about. So um, they don't, the, the interesting thing is that they don't really blitz that often. They rank 27th. That's the key. I mean, they can get home with four and get right. home better than almost exactly. any team that blitzes. And so, have, and then when they do, though, they do have the highest pressure percentage when they do. Yeah. And Mac, by the way, five force fumbles. There are six teams that don't even have them. Six teams right. that don't have as many. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, that's look, that's that's the key. It's something that if you can get away with rushing four, dropping seven in coverage, and now a passing league, it, it tilts. It, I mean, it tilts in your favor dramatically. And when mm-hmm. that that's. You know, that's why when you look at the contracts and people are like, really, is a defender in 2018 this offensive explosion of a league worth the amount of money that they gave Khalil Mack? Not to mention two first-round picks, which is really one because they swapped their second. So that's likely going to be one of the top picks on the site. Anyway, the answer is yes, because now you can get home in with four, and it changes everything you're able to do uh, as a defense because you can play with six defensive backs if you want to. Um, and and you're seeing it right now. You know, the Bears' offense is average to below average, but that defense is so dominant that they're winning games and are likely on pace to win at least 10 in the division, and, and it's because they made that trade for Khalil Mack. So on the on, on the offensive, one offensive note here is that Trubisky has the third – he's been pressured at the third lowest rate, which is – Less than I thought. You know, I have to go back and, like, look at it and, like, wow, that's pretty impressive. Ziggy Ansah for the Lions is back, was back last game. So that could be a little bit of a difference. Maybe that's one of the reasons why if they take him out or decide he's not going to play, like, why they don't really need to win this game to make the playoffs. Not saying that you should uh, ever tank it. I don't know. Let's I don't see. Know. Win not, at it, Detroit. But if it's if it's win at Detroit and compromise your quarterback, they still got at San Francisco at Giants, home against the Rams and Packers. You know how Aaron Rodgers just yeah, wrecks the Bears. I got you, but I don't know. I feel like if it's like Trubisky gets healthy or Trubisky. Gets, I see what you're saying. You know, I'm and I'm never an advocate of that. Right? We all try to as for every. Well, one thing we know, uh, whatever happens in this game, it will not surprise Matt Patricia because he's never been surprised in football in his life, even when the Jets opened up and absolutely destroyed his team. Still not surprised. Not surprised at all. All right, Matt Patricia. Uh, By the way, I've moved on. Never surprised. You know what? Like, what is it? Like, the opposite of love isn't hate. It's indifference, right? Right. So what were you talking about? Because I don't even remember. You address it with apathy. Right. Um, Yeah. Never surprised. One fun turkey trivia for your friends and family. Chicago has the second lowest point differential in their losses and their second and highest point differential in their wins. Ah. From their wins. That'll tilt things. So they lose. It's a very small margin of loss. And they blow you out. Or they crush your soul. That'd be. I think based on what they did to the Lions the last time, which I believe uh, did not surprise Matt Patricia as well. Who? Uh, Exactly. They will uh, likely do again if Mitch Trubisky is. (laughs) Healthy. All right, Redskins, Cowboys, the old standby when it comes to our Thanksgiving giving day games, which I believe started kind of back in the 20s, I think, is uh, when they got I remember it going. well. Yeah, exactly. So, it was a grand old time back then. <laughs> Charlie Kessley here. There you go. You see. <laughs> Love that man. Uh, Redskins guy. All right, so go ahead. What do we got? Uh, the Cowboys favored by seven and a half. And did I mention, by the way? I don't think I did. Uh, Bears favored by four. You have them winning by three. Yep. 
So I want to make sure I keep it in there. Keep exactly. An eye. That's All right. Because of 70% Mitch. If we were to have 100% Mitch, it would have been four or more. Gotcha. So so if Mitch plays, know that it's more than four. Yep. All right. Cowboys uh, favored by over a touchdown. Seven and a half. Colt McCoy playing uh, as Alex Smith. Eesh. Put on that uniform, I man. And feel so bad. Bad things me. happen to your legs. Yeah. It's incredible. So the Cowboys win 66.5% of the Sims. The most likely score I have is 24-14. Okay. So that's that's actually by more. So I'm we will. Uh, by this. That's all right. We'll take that out of the dog column, put it into Freeman's favorites. By this. And you have the Cowboys by 10. So you're good. I'm confused by this. Do you know why? Because I said the right, the the wrong number. It's twenty four seventeen. Gotcha. There you <laughs> That's go. That's why I'm like, wait a minute, that doesn't seem right. Twenty four seventeen, which is only seven, not seven and a half. So good, you corrected it on our document. You know now what? we can I, move I had to forward. Make sure that it was right. <laughs> okay, so how does Washington cover? Basically, Washington's defense keeps them in this game. Okay. I I think that the the elusive factor of how they're going to have to train their change their game plan with Colt McCoy that is really what keeps it kind of close I don't love that I'm staying I'd rather just say that the Cowboys win than the exact score total but well you tell me what do you think is more likely do they win by less than seven and a half or more than seven and a half I know what I know what your model spit out what do you think Cynthia I think they win by more I do too but but I that's why I, I asked you I think listen the way that those magic numbers get made is very smart. Like they 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 know I hear what you. doing. Lean so on your model. Sometimes when my model's close to it, I'm like, well, maybe I'm just really good at modeling. <laughs> you know, right? like, you it, are good at modeling. Thank you, but you know, it's like maybe, maybe that's the. You know, my issue is with this one with the with the Redskins as a division leader, and and this is kind of a. I mean, I don't, I don't know if it's a worthy stat because you look at the Bears and their point differential, and it's kind of misleading. You see, you know, that stretch they went on against the Jets, the Bills, yep. and the, the Lions, yep. and you mentioned the blowout. So you're like, oh, wow, they got a plus 50-point differential. Well, yeah, that's because in those three games, they ended up winning by a combined 60 points. So right. it right. skewed it. But I just don't like the idea of a team that's 6-3 and three and leading a division with a negative point differential. Yep. That's just that's, – that to it's me is a – red one in case – Yeah. There you go. So that, that's a yards. red flag. And there's another one with a negative yard yeah. differential, negative 254 amongst teams with a winning record. So that's, that's kind of exactly. a bad one, too. The Redskins have allowed fewer than 20 points in six games, though. So that's where – look, the model is not saying the defense is dead, right? Although I did see on the injury report some key some key interior defenders. So the down linemen, especially the ones in the middle, if they're not playing – Basically, anyone who went to Alabama that plays yeah. for their D-line, Deron Payne, or is it Darren or Deron? Uh, it is. It's Deron. It is. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Deron Payne. Why do I feel like that? It's Jonathan Allen and, yeah, Deron well, Jonathan Payne. Allen, that name I'm sure yeah, of. Yeah, it's Deron. It gets confusing because it's not capitalized twice. It's well, no, you, you got you, I got stuck because I was thinking of Jaron Reed, who's also an Alabama interior def- defensive lineman who plays for, I believe, the Titans, if I remember right. I think you are. No, correct. no, plays oh. for the Seahawks. I'm sorry. Okay, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so, yes, Deron. Deron Payne, yeah. Jonathan Allen, yes. Payne, yes. It's so early. I'm still trying to wake up. It's very early. My and my coffee hasn't kicked in yet. Yeah. Um. But if either of those, I saw I saw Deron Payne on the injury report. I don't know how true that is, but he's on it. So if he doesn't play, then my model would swing to more than more than seven. Since we're just gonna throw out names, you know, and that's that's a trick for those of you that yeah. are listening, for uh, people that do like sports radio, if they don't really know what they're talking about. Not that you don't. I'm just saying right, that, right. Like one of the things that they'll do is they'll just start listing names. Look, Brandon Sheriff, uh, you know, you got uh, yeah, Colt McCoy and 
Mo Harris. So you know, <laughs> Redskins. I mean, that's that's so that's what I'm going to do here. But I'm going to point it out. It's an <laughs> anecdote. But I do recall flying to the combine, and because there is uh, there's a giant um, training facility in Irvine, um, which is where. I kind of live in Orange County area. So whenever I fly to the Combine, because we go early, I'm always with a bunch of uh, draft prospects. Because yep, they'll be too. on that same flight. Yeah. And uh, Leighton Van Der Esch was sitting in the aisle across from me. And you want to talk about a football specimen. Just the it's weird, though, cause size, weight, face, ratio. He looks like a baby. Yeah, he's got a baby face. It's so weird that you see this like but, monsterous body. Yeah, he's and then carved you see face, like, like a Greek are god. Are you 12? Yeah. Like, and the, I mean, the athleticism, and you're seeing it. I mean, he has been, in, in the absence of Sean regularly Lee. Sean Lee, yeah. talk about a guy in the middle of a defense that has been a one-man wrecking crew. Uh, he, he's been special. And if you can stop Adrian Peterson and force Colt McCoy to beat you with that cast of receivers, even though they're starting to get a little bit more healthy, and it, clearly he was able to do what Alex Smith was not, and that's remember that Jordan Reed's one of the toughest covers in the NFL um, when Colt McCoy got in there. So if he's if he's able to help stop that rush attack, I do think you make Washington one-dimensional, and, and they, they should be able to get after him. By the way, if you are a person who likes to like math like me, yeah, um, my three favorite teams. You're, you're talking to like one person. Actually, no. When it comes to this podcast, a lot of people listen. They're like, <laughs> yeah, I like math. That's why I'm listening. When it comes to like my favorite teams with like their analytics groups, like the people. So I this week I get to like kind of pick all of my favorite analytics people. So they have great analytics in Indianapolis. Uh huh. Great analytics in Dallas. In Dallas, my guy. <gasps> my guy in Dallas is probably my favorite. Okay. Um, sorry, I love the other ones too. So you're. We got another one. Your analysis up. is skewed to play favorites for nope, your personal not at friends. All. I just get really happy when I get to. And then the third one's coming up too. So if you can remember right, that, you let's can go. Do the Dallas, you can do the. Okay. So. So Falc, So you are saying, even though the model. Look, my model is saying. As of right now, we got to wait and see who's playing for okay, the Redskins. Okay, that's fine. I, like, I, I honestly, if I... If just it's when it's right within now, a half point, I prefer you then to inject your own personal opinion. If it's that close, then if I it's would, a half then point. Then I would think that the Cowboys are going to roll, and I think okay. Amari Cooper scores a touchdown. So... How about that? Yeah. little who's, extra. Who's laughing about our first pick giving up now, exactly. huh? Huh? Well, a lot of people, but that's yeah. still... Falcons at Saints. Okay. Saints are favored by 13. <laughs> Which is understandable. It is understandable. The defense is finally, well, I shouldn't say finally, but this defense is actually showing up for a team that has an explosive offense, unlike in Kansas City and Los Angeles. And when you have that offense that's that explosive and a defense that can complement it. 100 points a lot. Look the hell out. Yeah, right? I I don't know. Um, Saints win this one in 72.4% of the sins. Can I mention something on that, by the way? And and look, who am I to – and I don't mean to do this, but no, it's, do it's it. like I get it. it. It fits, and I don't like using the word narrative, but it fits the narrative. It's like, hey, here's a great redemption story. It's Marcus Peters. Let's give him the game ball. Let's celebrate. Look, revenge is his. He makes the game-ending interception. That dude got torched the entire game. He did nothing for 57 minutes, and he comes up with an interception because a defensive end hits Pat Mahomes' hand when he throws the ball. That's not redemption. That's not revenge. The man was humiliated on national TV by Pat Mahomes throwing six touchdown passes. I'm glad he caught the tater that was put up there for him to catch to see it was a special moment in Los Angeles. It was a wonderful game. It was wildly exciting. But you don't need to have Michelle Tafoya interview him after the game and give him a game ball and all that sort of stuff. That's ridiculous. Sorry. Look, if you're a sports psychologist, that's kind of like – I wonder if that's like – 
they're like, wow, that's really smart. Get him. Maybe he's a guy who responds better to positive reinforcement, right? Right. Because clearly the negative stuff didn't seem to work for but him. I, and that's fine. If Sean McVay wants to give him the, the game ball, fine. Totally I, fine. But the idea that the, the – and it's not Michelle Tafoya. I'm so sorry, Michelle. It was uh, Lisa, Lisa Salters. Salters. Yes. Oh, I want to correct that. Um, it was Lisa Salters interviewing him. It's like, come on. Really? That, that, that's not the guy. That, right. that, that's All right. Falcons well, at Saints. Uh, my, my last thing on that game, you know – when it was watch, awesome. It was a great watch. Well, no, I don't think that the Chiefs lost. No, I'm, I'm not saying that I know they lost. I'm not ridiculous. But I don't think they lost. I just think the Rams won. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't – It was whoever game, has the ball last wins. Yeah, and I don't leave that game thinking anything less You know what, though? Here's, here's, here's what I, I push back on that. I, and I'm with you. I don't, I don't leave the game thinking any less of the Chiefs. But I think the Rams won that game. Uh, because, and it's something my radio partner once mentioned, it's one of the funniest lines I've ever heard. Uh, He was doing a Texas Tech game, and uh, their defensive coordinator, David Gibbs, in the production meeting said to him, uh, said to my radio partner, Petros, in his thick Texas accent, Petros, all I need is three stops a game, and we can't get them, was what he said about the Texas Tech defense. And guess what? That's what it was in that in that game in that Monday nighter. It was all I need is three stops a game. And guess what? Kansas City couldn't get them, but the Rams could. They got the two strip sacks for touchdowns and three interceptions, and that was the difference. When you have an offense that's that good, all you need is a few stops. They got them. Kansas City didn't. And there's and there's your three point differential. Yeah. So my one last thing. So Mark Brady, our our fearless leader, asks me how a 54-51 game impacts the model for Rams and Chiefs simulations going forward. And ultimately, it's it's all the same. It's the matchups. Fifty one. I mean, it's a historically high number of points. So that's an outlier in it's general. All the same. Well, it's all the same in terms of it's only the more, names have changed, right? Only the names have changed. Okay. I mean, the fact that 14 touchdowns were scored and the Bills don't even have 14 total touchdowns on this right. season, it just shows you how are you scoring points? What's your ability to score points? Offensive looks, defensive looks. How do those two things match up? And we already knew they were high-scoring teams. It's just more for me. The only the thing that this this the the inspiration this sparks is to look to see who's going to be the next great defensive mind, and I think it's going to come from college. So that's that's kind of what. I mean, it, the, the, <laughs> that's kind of, what it comes to me. Just the, the one thing that I would say, and, and look, there's a reason why you always hear people say, "Look, it's cyclical. The defense is going to catch up." And yep, the reason why I the do. defense catches up is because when a team uh, begins to perform and excel on one side of the ball, guess what happens? Other teams watch the film, they borrow. They implement and install those exact same plays because I'm watching it with Ken Wisenhunt yeah. and the Chargers. They had no fly sweep, yeah. no RPOs. Right. Now they do. So Free guess what happens? Motion. Everyone's into that to be like, oh, right. we're going to spread the whole defense horizontally. Like that's what they're doing now. So the guess what happens? Up. Now a defense is in practice because yep. now you're putting it in and yep. now they can recognize it when they couldn't before. And that's how the defense catches up because they now have an offense opposite them every single day in practice that is showing them those looks and they can now understand and comprehend and digest what's in front of them when they couldn't before because their offense in their practice wasn't running any of that so they don't know what the hell they're looking at and they're trying to diagnose it in a game so that's that's how the defense eventually catches up it it likely won't be this year and remember this goes back to last year's super bowl yep i mean and it just is carried over and now more and more teams anyway uh falcon saints saints are favored by 13 yep saints win in 72.4 saints win 34 23 which is 11 <laughs> yeah it's 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 just hard to i i have more faith in the saints than i do the rams or the chiefs 
right now. Like I, that to me, that's just one where I won't be surprised if they win every single one of their remaining games by 25 points. Well, they, I, I genuinely believe they're trying. They're going for all the. They're going for the Drew Brees MVP. They're like, you know what? We're just going to throw it. Pour it on. on. Yeah, because they don't want to give them any reason not to. Last season, exactly. everyone – Drew Brees had an MVP caliber season last season, and they were like, well, he doesn't have as many yards as normal. Yeah. You're like, what? What do, you, what do you need this yeah. man to do? So, ultimately, one area where the Saints' defense in this one keeps it, allows the, the, the Falcons to keep it closer, is the passing game. Falcons are second in passing yards per game this season. It's like 315 a game. And the Saints are 27th in passing yards allowed, 280.3. But you got to remember, they're always beating their opponents by a considerable – they've been beating their opponents by a considerable amount. So, the passing yards – are inflated and the rushing yards are deflated because nobody's running. So it's a volume thing, right. right? If someone's passing more often on you, you're going to give up more yards. It's just a matchup here. I think another Julio Jones touchdown. By the way, it's that'll be four in a row. And I, I just want to point I'll out, go. just from generic stats, not advanced analytics like Cynthia is dealing with. I'm, I'm playing. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm throwing rocks. You know, Cynthia is building things. Uh, just, just look at it. This yep. matchup is the number one scoring offense, 29 scoring defense, third yardage offense, 29 yardage defense, fifth on third down, 31st on preventing third downs, first at preventing sacks, 28th in getting sacks. It's yeah. so lopsided. O-line, That's O-line. why everything about the trenches for the Saints is underrated. Their O-line's underrated. They've kept Drew Brees out for pressure the most of any team. And then also their run defense. It's the like Sheldon Rankins. It's the it's the guys in the middle like that are just yeah. holding it down. For and them. that's it's really, you know, it's it, and normally, it, you know, that's the one thing is like, and, and this is a Chip Kelly thing that he taught us, and I know his name is Persona non grata in the NFL, but one thing he taught us in college football was time of possession doesn't matter. When you have an explosive offense, you can try to keep the ball as much as you want, but when I only need three plays to go 90 yards, it doesn't matter to me. As a matter of fact, it's <laughs> By the fine. Way. Saints, Saints, um, Saints are three, but uh, Kansas City and uh, Kansas City is one, and uh, Rams are two in that. Right. Just hilarious. Yeah, exactly. Like five plays or less metric, and Saints are three. So don't get what I'm saying is don't fall into the whole time of possession trap. It doesn't no. matter if oh well this team it could run the ball and keep the Saints a, off the field. The, if you're the, if you don't have a quarterback that is good at throwing, right, right, right then Drew, it matters. Drew Brees will score in, in four plays. Right. And Drew Brees is not who I'm talking about there. I'm looking at you. No. They need time of possession. I'm I'm pushing back on you. I'm taking the Saints by more than 13. Okay. This, you know what I'm tracking in this game? Eli what? Apple. Because we haven't really seen him be tested at all. I believe that they've only been trailing in like t- five passing plays since Eli Apple joined the team. I believe it's five. It okay. might be seven. I, I, it's hard with the penalties to see. Seven. So I don't know. It's what that Ohio State defense. Yet. It's the Ohio State defensive secondary. You know, you add another guy. It's just uh, just keep adding them. Figure it out. Well, but I, but here's where I just I hope that we get to see a little bit more so I can track him because that's going to be the key to the playoffs for them is that their secondary is going to be able to hold up. Beat the Vikings by ten on the road. Beat the Rams by ten, and that was just like hey, whatever. That looked like you know, more. They, they, it, like that's more. what I mean. They, yeah. they certainly they allowed them to get back into the game on some wacky plays. They tied it up at thirty-five, and then when they needed to, they added an extra ten. Uh, just hammered the Bengals and obviously humiliated the Eagles. So I assume they keep that going, and I'm with you. I think it's a great point. Is that you know you never want to. You never want to point to individual success over team success because clearly the Saints feel like they could have won the Super Bowl last year and it just ridiculous play in Minnesota prevented them from doing that. But 
I do call think, it a miracle for nothing. Yeah, there is that relationship between Peyton and Breeze where you can imagine Peyton saying, look, like if this is ridiculous. For, this guy's never won like the MVP. It's like a guy like Drew. Yeah. It's a guy, you know, that Pour kind it of on. thing. And the, um, my, my other thing is that's the team that they got some good numbers people there. Look at their drafts the past year. Just that's exactly right. There you go. You All right, Browns at Bengals. Let's make this one quick. Bengals okay. favored by three. It's the Hugh Jackson versus Greg Williams Bowl. Oh, boy. Yeah. Bengals win in 50. Hard, hard to pick someone to cheer for in that. Bengals win 24-22. So Cleveland keeps it closer than possible. Why? Because the Bengals defense, past five games, 504 yards allowed per game. 504 yards allowed per game. Okay, worst on worst or 31st on third down total, rushing, passing, and scoring defense. There we go. And the Browns win. That's, that's, why the, that's why the Bengals keep it. That's The Bengals defense is the worst or 31st. Yeah, I think why. the Browns win this game. Model, uh, says, model says that you're right. Yeah, with I mean Nick Chubb has been fantastic. It's balanced out that offense, um, you know, and and obviously the issue they have is is keeping Baker upright in that yep. offensive line. But as you mentioned, the Bengals defense has been brutal. And you know um, who's going to fix it? Hugh. The defense. Sure, I wouldn't be surprised. I would. I, I, I could totally he, imagine him walking into a defensive career. meeting and saying, "Guys, I'm here to help." <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Hugh. I look through. He has some defensive experience on his on his uh, University of Pacific. Yep. Hey, you, you know, it's it's something. It's more experience than I have. Far too much about that guy's career. Uh, all right. So 49ers at Buccaneers. Jameis Winston getting the start. He'll throw four interceptions, and Ryan Fitzpatrick will replace him in the second half. Yeah, the and Buccaneers we're done. favored by three and a half. You are taking Niners. Fifty-four point three percent of the Sims. Niners win twenty-six twenty-four. Mm. Lower scoring game than one might imagine. Yeah, I don't think there's a, a whole lot that's interesting here. I can't imagine a whole lot of people really focusing in on this game, so I'll just go, sure. Five red zone turnovers, 29 offensive turnovers, both number one. That's why the Bucks don't win this game. That's what the model says. I guess the one trick is how will the Bucks, if in fact, because they're at home, and look, they have, they've been decent uh, for like spurts, right? They just they've never they don't lead in any games like it's uh, for they, they fall behind and then all of a sudden they throw a bunch of, of, of touchdowns uh, that are meaningless because they're behind 35 to nothing. It becomes like 35, 28, and then they threw two more interceptions and they lose again. Uh, I'm going to go with some piece of sunshine here. You ready? Something happen- sure. happy. 49ers O-line, no sack in the last two games allowed. And then they gave up at least one in each of their first eight games. So they're improving on their O-line. Mike McGlinchey's getting settled in. They're really, like, that's a right. really positive thing for the future. Nick Mullins, as it turns out, isn't Brett Favre. But you know what? I think in this game he does get the win. Okay. I'm with you. I'll uh, I'll go 49ers as, no, nah, I'm going to push back. I'll All go right. Bucks. I'll go, go Bucks. Bucks. I'll take Jameis Winston Pirates. to make things crazy. Because he's definitely he's definitely good at they got to figure out if they're going to play him this offseason. Jameis Winston so. percentage making things crazy, 100. Yes. Got it. Jags at Bills. Jags favored by three. You have them winning in 52% of your simulations only. Yeah, by one only. point, 21-20. What? Really? Yeah. That's weird. Yep. Uh, I'll take the Jags. Jags defense, by, by six. Okay, good. But their defense, 44.3 on third down. So that's not good. In their losing streak. Yeah, but Josh Four. Allen's coming back. Dude, Bill's defense keeps them in it. Bill's defense keeps them. Bill's defense is low-key underrated. Like, Bill's defense, Bill's uh, corners. I know, and I've been pushing back against this all season long. This is a hard game to get into because it's hard to, like, sit there and, and track every single thing. But I, th- I think you can even have a Charles Clay touchdown in this one. Okay, we'll take that. What? We will take Things that. are getting wacky. I mean, it's hard for me to push back against the the Bills D. It's been good, but then I see like 
give up 41 to Chicago. They give up 37 to Indianapolis. Gave up 31 to the Chargers, 47 to the Ravens. I just 22 nothing. They get shut out by the by the Packers. Like I just I don't know. I don't know what the heck to make of that team. I'm Um, telling you, I think that I think that it's a the Bills defense keeps them keeps them close. Well, and I would say the Bills offense against the Jags defense, as long as there hasn't been a complete and total mutiny on that team, which there very well could be based on the personalities that are there that expect to win, and when they don't, uh, things get weird. But it wouldn't surprise me. Let's get weird. It would not surprise me. And I know it's it sounds crazy in the moment, but, like, it really wouldn't if all of a sudden the Jags just start ripping off it wins. Wouldn't, it wouldn't Looking surprise Looking at their schedule at Buffalo, Indy at home, at Tennessee, They're gonna Washington be Indy. at that, home. That's going to happen. Like, some weird – like, that's one of those things. Like that, so, I think it starts here, and, and I would assume that they can they can get after that defense. They they can they can just run Fournette into the teeth of that defense and, and take advantage of Josh Allen or, or Matt Barkley or whomever it's going to be at quarterback. That defense is too good to let Josh Allen or Matt Barkley beat him. Well, so, I'm pushing back. The model says 52. It's not like it's I know. Saying. Raiders 502. At, Raiders at Ravens. Let's make this one quick. Yep. Unless, well, you got the Ravens favored by 11. Lamar Jackson, maybe whoever's going to be starting a quarterback, it's going to be Lamar, I would assume. Ravens win 67.3% of the Sims. The most likely score, 28-18 in my model. All right, so I'm forcing you to pick. If the model says by 10 and it's by 11 and you got the Raiders, you know, and, and the points there, what are you going to do, Cynthia? It's up to you. Um, you trust I the model? I think John Harbaugh is coaching for his career. And for his job in this case, the Raiders are 31st, have the 31st ranked run defense. Ravens, the third best run defense. The run sets up kind of everything. For I'm gonna, I'm gonna put it to you this way. Let me, let me put it into this context. Do I think that the Ravens? You've got win the by best. More? Yeah. You've got the best defense in the NFL. No, do I think the Ravens win by more? Yeah. Good. Because I was going to say, when you have the best defense in the NFL and you have Colton Miller and Brandon Parker as your tackles and a Colecchio Semeli who appears to have forgotten how to play football this season on the interior. <laughs> uh, that's not a good combination nope. when you have a quarterback that is one read and out. Right. Um, so this this to me is uh, yeah, welcome is back to reality. Out. Congratulations. You beat a Cardinals team that's terrible. But welcome back to reality, Oakland. You lose this game by three touchdowns. I, I'm not I, – my gut doesn't disagree with you. You know, it's just you have to. It's, it's go with a gut, Cynthia. I'm just saying, my gut, my gut says it's going to be a bigger Ravens win. Okay. So I'll take it. Yeah. Cards at Chargers. Chargers favored by 11 and a half, coming off a you wildly Chargers disappointing loss. Kill me. Okay, so I have the Chargers winning 28-17. Again, now you got to pick again. Chargers it's 11 and a half. You got no. it by 11. Chargers win in 78.4 percent of the simulations. Okay. I think the Chargers win way more convincingly than that. Um, I think that the score is higher than a magic number of 44.5, if that's the magic number. And why? Oh, there's many reasons. Um, <laughs> Two-plus touchdowns in each game for Rivers. I think that the Cardinals' defense is also underrated. I think they have a good defense. Yeah. I just think that the Chargers' offense and all of those different options. And, by the way, Melvin Gordon, all those streaks he's on, let's go. Roll with Gordon. I think that that's a, that's a good Rivers in play action. There, there's so many things you could point to here. Look, here's the one stat that I pulled out. 11 yards per attempt, which is first in the NFL using play action. And Arizona gives up 11.1. Okay. Seems pretty. Yards per attempt with his fourth highest on defense against play action. I would just say it was a really weird game last week. It was their first time at StubHub Center in five weeks. 
I don't know how much the players like that place. I think it bothers them that there's so many opposing you fans. You think it bothers them that it's a away game? But um, they, yeah. Yeah, I think it really bothers them. It's a and fake away game? I think they – but you know what's funny about that is it's helped them. When they go on the road, they're actually happy to be on the road. Um, I think it's – look, selfishly for me, I love the, ven- the venue. Me it's too. It's awesome. It is it's a great, great place to watch a football game. It's tiny. You can see yeah. them everywhere. It's and you great. can hear things that you can't hear anywhere else because yep. there's not 70,000 people worth of white noise. So you hear conversations between players, between players and referees. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's awesome. You should definitely but go. But what you forget you is – You should probably go when your team's playing against them yeah. because you're going to be – that Eagles game last year, it was all Eagles. Yeah, it was probably Insane. 75% Eagle fans. And I think that's the one thing that you forget is that every single NFL game, no matter where you are – there's probably anywhere from seven to 10,000 opposing fans situated in between what? 60 to 70,000 people. Yep. When there's seven to 10,000 fans amongst 23,000 people, yep. it's a completely different vibe. Um, so I think it was one of those like they came out, they were pissed, they saw all this orange, and they were sloppy. And they were just in a, you know, they had a. They, they, they had a toot, man. They were in a bad mood, and they it recognized happened. that they screwed themselves because of it. So I think they come out and just blow them out. I do, too. I mean, look, 11 versus 11 and a half yeah, is not exactly. like – Giants. means I'm really good at making yeah. at, at making models. Spent too much time on that game. My <laughs> uh, if you want my fourth favorite analytics team, they're right here. Giants and Eagles, the Birds. The Eagles. The Eagles. They've got a great analytics team. Okay. I, have them, I, I do have 26 Tell them to pick it up this year, as, huh? Which is the same as six points, and they win in 62.7% of the simulations. Um, I don't. I don't. I like the winner on this one. I don't like the score, and I don't like the magic number in terms of total scores in the whole game. Here's what I'm going to tell you about third down. When they win, they're converting 51.7%. When they lose, 31%. So just watch Philadelphia's third down. That will be the indicator for the game, how it goes. New York Giants defense, 30th on third down. 30th. That's not good. That's bad. And 31st in sack rate. So if there's a way to get right and there's a way to still win this division because the NFC East is wide open, well, for – not everyone, but Carson Wentz got to pick it up. Yep, got to pick it up. Got to pick it up. This yep. is a game you got to get right. And you know what else you got to do? You got to stop the rush. Eagles rush defense because they've been down so many corners. They've been playing weird defenses that are more that are not what they do best. They got to get back to their bread and butter. And almost, I was talking to a few people about like just surrendering this like deep ball every now and again because you got to stay up. Like when you got Saquon Barkley and you've got. Odell Beckham to account for like well don't surrender both of them by kind of playing this like hybridy nickely mishmash yeah. thing. I mean they got nothing. They've got Come nothing. On, their Schwartz, entire up. their entire Come secondary on, Schwartz, is go. gone. Yes, and they're but and but then they're because they're playing off, they're playing these weird fronts that aren't like what they do best. Then they're missing a bunch of tackles. In fact, I think Pro Football Focus has them at the third highest miss, miss tackle rate. So there, it's because when you look at the space, if the defense are trying to account for their defensive backs not being there, so they're having to do weird things like, like it's kind of the reverse of like what you've seen with the Chargers. Right. right? Like, so so ultimately, in this one for me, it's a get-right situation. I think it's Eagles. They're going to favor pressure, get to Eli Manning. and that Punching that hand there. Punching my hand there you go. because I want them to win because I have it predicted here, and I don't okay. like being wrong. That's uh, <laughs> And do we get that number right? Because you still had – I have 26 I just want to make 20. sure. You've got 26-20. Which and is the same as six. The Eagles, so it's a push. Yep. All right, uh, confidence picks. You already gave us the. Uh, the well, first pick. I got to give you five. We got in trouble because people. I usually give you. Oh, five fan- oh my bad. I didn't see quick, that. Fantasy quick, futures. Quick five touchdowns, and you're right. going to tell me if this is if it's sneaky enough. Okay, is Marlon Mack sneaky? No. no. Okay, Nick Vanette? Yes. 
Okay, that's a tight end from Because Seattle, everybody needs a tight end. So everybody that's needs one for two. All right. Charles Clay, we already told you that yes, one. Yes, that's uh, your hit, 666. Good percentage. Yep, yep. Um, Matt Breida, that one's not. Nope. That one's not at all. Um, nope, now you're 500 again. Oh, my One goodness. more. Um, Robbie Anderson. Uh, the, I'm going to go the, yes. I'm going to go the, yes. That's the guy I would target if I was going to take any pass catcher there against. 600. We'll take it. All right. Dave and you're hitting 600. Traquan Smith. I'm just, I'm just getting I'm just getting all those. Points. Yeah, those are all great. Okay, and and Nick Chubb. Okay. J- J- Joku's going to be started. Chubb's going to be started. Traquan Smith maybe not. So there we go. Go back to the all right. Quan hit the Quan. I don't know that. Yeah, I'm not good. At oh, the Quan that was uh, Frank Gore. That was uh, help me out. Jerry Maguire. Yeah. All right, confidence picks. Yes, exactly. All right, confidence picks. Uh, <clears throat> I just lost my voice for a second here. It's early. I think that there's going to be a lot of – we already told you that I think New England convincingly wins, but I think there's going to be more points than you might imagine in this one. Right. I think that there's going to be fewer points in San Francisco versus Tampa Bay. San Francisco comes out on top in that one. Okay. Um, and I think – let's go with – You don't sound confident. Well, no. I, I'm, These are your I'm confidence picks. between pick. my confidence picks here. Okay. Ah. Uh, I like the I you know what I like the Indianapolis to win very convincingly. Okay. Yep. Indy big. Indy big. Few points in uh, Bucks Niners. Lots of points in Pats Jets. You got it. All right. Let's go to the playoffs. It has changed. We start with the NFC, and I'll get the obvious ones out of the way. Rams Saints one and two at ninety nine point nine percent. Then we get into Bears. You the ready NFC for this? North and Rams, what you Saints. have. Okay. Bears, they're number three. It's a pretty good number, 67%. Yep. Now we got Cowboys, 50.1%. That's Flip not of a coin. high. Right? So it's like Cowboys are right in it with the Eagles. Here's the difference, though. Yeah. You have the Eagles at 39. So that's a pretty good gap between those two. I mean, that I, I would say at this point so to be Eagles, up 11. Eagles beat Washington this – if the Eagles – if the Eagles beat the Giants this week, they and then they get Washington. Then Dallas, so Dallas has Washington this week, and then they have the Saints. So circle week 14 because that'll be the winner of your NFC East. Because they're going head-to-head. Because they're going okay. head-to-head. So we can, we can kick that can down the road. The interesting one, again, the, the people get really upset get with you. so mad at me about you this. You still have the Packers in. I do. I think that, look, this at game four, is going to be and very one, close. You have them in. If they don't win this game, then they'll get kicked out. Because this four, game, five and one. this game, this game this week against the Vikings will with that one. So I said it's an elimination game. This isn't. This will kick them out because right now I have the Panthers in that sixth spot, and I have so it's it goes two teams from the NFC North, and the second one's in the five spot, and then the sixth, and then the right now you have the Panthers ahead of the Panthers, Vikings. so it's the South. So something NFC North and NFC South are the two that are in, but you got. A little bit of a logjam there between then it goes Eagles, Redskins, and then Seahawks. So if the and Seahawks, Seahawks have upset, already jumped up a lot. They were down at like the eight percent mark, and yeah. now you have them at thirty eight percent. They defeat the Panthers, and those two will likely switch. And I would it, imagine that'll put them in the wild yep. card. And if it, Atlanta okay. does indeed lose this week, that's kind of the end of Atlanta. Okay, let's go to the AFC. Uh, Ninety. Only 98% to the Chiefs with their second loss. Uh, 95% for the Patriots. Yep. Go read that article. You'll see the reasons why. The Patriots, then, my the goodness, Patriots thing to watch is really interesting. The uh, Steelers, yep. you look uh, to have winning the AFC North handily at 69%. Yep. The Texans handily in the AFC South at 65%. Chargers take a single loss and drops them considerably. They were in the 90s last week, all the way down to 54%. They were huh? in the 90s last week. I think they were. They were, I think seven they were and like, two? 
No, it, because it's the second. The problem is, is that they're it's the wild card oh, situation. Oh right, because they're not so a they division were like, winner. I think they were in like the sixty something. Okay, sixty something. So they, they didn't drop a ton. They dropped like they're they're a good. I mean, they got a two game advantage in the wild card over every other team. That's right. So, but it's it's the other stuff, right? Like the it's the the ones below them that gets more interesting. Okay. So Colts, then Ravens, and they are point one percent difference. So Colts forty nine point three, Ravens forty nine point two. Bengals kind of trending down. And By the, the way, Titans. how about the Dolphins? Also a 5-5 five and five team, but just a 10% chance of making the playoffs. Yeah. That's the uh, the confidence that your model has in them. Uh, let me be less clear. than a less. I want them to, like I. But I'm just saying they're five and five. I feel bad because people think I don't like their. Teams. It's your model. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's history. I just think it's, it's 15 years of historical data. It's not me. The Dolphins. It's not Cynthia Freeland's gut. At 10 percent versus at five and five. Yep. Jags at 19 percent at three and seven. You got it. Speaks to the issues that the uh, Dolphins have. When you don't have a reliable quarterback, things are really tough. You can't say it, Shoppy. You can't just just crack your mic. What are you saying? Talk, Shoppy. Talk. Instagram. Playoff predictions are on Instagram. Oh, yeah. My playoff predictions. And so are the weekly scores on Instagram, and everything's updated. And if you want something fun, go peruse the, the comments of that. People tell me to get I back bet. in the kitchen, and then they tell me to uh, that I hate their team, and they have choice words for me. It's really great. They call for my job. They want me to get fired a lot, which I think Whatever. means I'm doing well. I would say so. Right? If and by the way, about it, like, see Freeland on Twitter. Nope. Cynthia yeah, yeah. Freeland on Instagram. Very confusing. So there you go. All right. Well, that's it. It was early. Uh, we're still waking up, and we hope we're you so appreciate you. that we. Happy uh, Thanksgiving. Yes, happy Thanksgiving, Thank you everybody. For spending time this week. Stop spreading family. the story that uh, tryptophan is the reason why you're falling asleep. It's not. Your it's family's because boring. Because you consume a giant <laughs> amount of food. It's a your, day nope, off. It's because your family's boring. Your family's boring. <laughs> you're sitting on a couch. Has nothing to do with tryptophan. All right, so stop peddling that freaking rumor. Or daylight urban savings legend time. Daylight savings tale. time. Don't say savings. <laughs> dare do that. <laughs> we'll be back again next week. Thank you for downloading, sharing. Uh, if you can leave a review, that'd be great. All that stuff. Thank uh, you so much. And enjoy your Thanksgiving, everybody.